I think it's definitely been different since when I first came back after school. Um, just because I've been like out on my own in the city doing it. That's not and also mom and dad were just very used to not having us there. <laughs> so it's been good to come back and have everyone be around as adults. Yeah, I, I, w- I want to say that I've um, actually, I am enjoying quarantine. It's given me an opportunity to take a breath, to stop and realize what I've been doing and what I haven't been doing. Um, I'm not spending as much money as I was before. Um, I got, I was able to understand, uh, learn about my nails and my hair, which has been quite fun. <laughs> DIY all the way. Yeah, and I think honestly, um, having had this these past six months to kind of you know hold space for yourself. Well, my let me talk about me. Hold space for myself and really only put energy into things that I'm 100% excited to put energy into has been really refreshing, and it's really helped me um, reprioritize uh, the things that I thought I might have wanted to do before and realize like oh maybe that you know maybe I want to take things into a different direction so. I think that's been um, really helpful. And also just to like be more introspective, like I've started meditating a lot more, started being more on top of my diet and, you know, the exercise that I've been uh, doing. I have realized that I take dramatically <laughs> fewer steps than I did when I was living in the city. But um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting adjustment period. Yeah, it has been a very good time to reflect on things because you, you, you have more time for yourself and you can't do some things that you normally used to do. Yeah. Nana, how has it been for you having everyone home? Oh, I'm so happy to see everyone. That I can talk to them, tell them what I want, and tell Ooh, them what oh, I don't she want. She said, no. I don't awesome. want what you want. <laughs> have everything you need. Are you set for launch? Uh, yeah. Preparing for launch now. Fuel check. Check. Supply check. Check. Oh, and um, what's the estimated time of arrival again? Estimating an arrival time of two months. Maybe longer. Okay, great. I'm all set on my end. Alright. Ready to launch to a better world. Ryan, good luck. You're gonna need it. We are all set. Taking off in three, two, one. Uh, wait, uh, wait, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's one last thing that I forgot. Hey, Siri. Play the podcast, Be All You. You're going to love this episode. Launching to a better world in three, two, one. We have liftoff. Hey everyone, Places, we're recording the season finale of BLU Season 1 in 30 seconds. 
do we have to do this? Come on, I think it'll be fun. Hmm. I'm not really ready for this. Look my hair. Tracy, it just doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Hmm. Let's put our game faces on, people. Let's show the world what the Pruitts are made of. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Cue audience reactions. Cue entertaining but engaging sound effects. And, of course, cue late night show vibe music. Here we go. Starting the season finale of BLU Season 1 in 3, 2, 1. Cue the intro theme. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan Pruitt. And this is the podcast BLU. On this show, we'll learn from up and coming. Together, we will learn from our guests and improve our own lives. The goal of this podcast is so everyone can do what they love and be who they are. And today we'll talk about... Pruitts in Quarantine. Let's go! Yo, everyone! Welcome to the season finale of BLU Season 1. Today, I have my literal Ohana. I have the people that I've been doing everything with for the past seven months in quarantine. To eating ice cream, to watching Hamilton on Disney+, to even playing beer pong with my parents and grandma. I stand on the shoulders of giants, and today, I'm proud for everyone to finally meet my family. Meet my older sister, Danielle, who you've already met, my older brother, Austin, my mom, Tracy, my dad, Henry, and of course, my grandma on my mom's side of the family, Nana, or more formally known as Miss Lorraine Livingston. And honestly, y'all, looking back and thinking about how this is the 11th official episode of this podcast is crazy to me. It's been a long ride this summer, and honestly, I've been enjoying every minute of it. But to be frank, creating is hard. Not only does it take a lot of time to produce these episodes, but also sometimes I don't always have the motivation to do it. A few weeks back, I just moved to a new place for school, and it took me some time to adjust. Let me tell you. With living alone after living with five other people, I'm starting to realize how easy it is to really self-sabotage. I've realized that in order to prevent personal burnout, I need to add some structure in my day or else it's pretty easy for me to spiral out of control. I mean, for a lot of things, it's pretty hard to hold yourself accountable. And don't get me wrong, living alone is great. 
I can stay up as late as I want, I can eat whatever I want, and for the most part, I can literally do whatever I want. But it's pretty hard to hold myself accountable for certain things. For the most part, I should be fine though. Maybe I should listen to the second episode of BLU again to remind myself of some good habits. But for the most part, I think as long as I have a consistent morning routine and a consistent night routine and goals that I'm actively trying to pursue, I think I should be okay. But for real though, if you have a friend other than me who's living alone, make sure you check in on them from time to time because living alone is tough, especially during a pandemic. But enough about me and how I've been doing. I'm just excited for the season finale. Let's get back to the show. So, so far on BLU, you've met some of my best friends, local activists, creators, and a ton of people who are related to me. And now, I think meeting my nuclear family is the icing on the cake for this first season. Are we ready? First things first, just to clear the air. The main reason I wanted to have my family on this podcast was to give everyone listening more perspective on where I come from. Well, that's one reason. Another reason is that I think my family are amazing and among the coolest people that I know, and I wanted all of you to hear from them. And the third reason is I want to beat the Michelle Obama podcast to the punch of doing an entire podcast episode with a big family. So listen out. If you hear Michelle Obama's podcast episode with her entire family, just know that we did it first. Also, speaking of Michelle Obama, make sure you all go out and vote. Did you know that on average, only 55% of Americans vote? Let's be the generation that makes our democracy work for us. Go out and vote. And of course, stay safe, y'all. We're still in a pandemic. And winner is coming. So, for the past seven months, me and these five other people have been living under one roof together. And as you'd expect, while we were in quarantine together, we fought, we argued, and we sometimes just didn't get along. But for the most part, I think these past seven months with my family have been an amazing experience, and I'm beyond thankful for them. Honestly, being at home with them has made me reflect on how grateful I really am for everything that they've done in my life. But to get to the structure of this episode, this conversation is split into two parts. In the first part, we'll be going over what it's been like for all six of us living under one roof during quarantine. And the second part is honestly just a funny compilation of stories about me and my family. Okay, so let's start with life during this pandemic. How did we survive quarantine together? Hope you all enjoy. Um, well, yeah, this has been, the, I think this is the first time in about 10 years that we're all, we've all been under the same roof for this long, um, which is crazy. I feel like I blinked and it was March and now it's, what, September? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much different it is with adult children in the house. There would be, there may be more intersections if people were able to go out and come home at all hours of the night like they could when they were alone. But everyone, people have their own money, but we're still together and we still have good discussions. So I, I don't know how much has really changed. And we're still functioning as a unit. Uh, like we I mean, 
I think it's been different coming back as an adult. <laughs> no curfew, my own money to spend. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, curfew, but, where are we but, even but, going? Yeah, but it, yeah it's... Oh, yeah. That table with Will Smith. Yeah, the, but the curfew... Yeah. The curfew, hasn't, the curfew hasn't been that much of an issue because you can't go out. Also, we, even we when we were in college, we never had a curfew. Like, I would just be like, okay, mom, stay out till three. And she'd be like, okay. Be safe. <laughs> and, and since we're living in a family pod, it's not like we have company over. So that would be another dynamic that would be different with adults. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, eating brownies and ice cream and watching anime has been really fun for me. With your adult children. (laughs) So, you all just heard from Danielle that this is about the first time in 10 years where we've all been under one roof together. Now, listen to the transition of how everyone adjusted to life in quarantine. Hear about how Austin barely escaped Europe. Quarantine for me was very shocking. I was going from traveling around Europe to literally <laughs> to back at home literally with my parents and in grandma a matter of days trapped in a matter of days. That transition was actually really funny because I remember watching the news and uh, Trump started talking about Europe and how he wanted to close down yeah. uh, the border. And I was like, oh my god, my brother's there. I remember and that I, speech. Everyone I saw starts Reddit calling posts. Austin. <laughs> Get out! Someone texted me. I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember also trying to help him figure out the flight situation. It was like three in the morning. He was riding a train, half asleep. Like <laughs> on my I don't know. To Amsterdam. <laughs> I was like, no, I just left the UK. <laughs> so I mean, Austin. Like, what's I mean, Austin? This is for Austin and Danielle. Like, what's been the hardest part about you know adjusting back to family life? I think it's definitely been different since when I first came back after school, um, just because I've been like out on my own in the city doing it and also mom and dad were just very used to not having us there (laughs) (laughs) so it's been good to come back and have everyone be around as adults yeah i i want to say that i've um actually i am enjoying quarantine it has given me an opportunity to take a breath to stop and realize what i've been doing and what i haven't been doing um, I'm not spending as much money as I was before. Um, I got, I was able to understand, uh, learn about my nails and my hair, which has been quite fun. <laughs> DIY, <laughs> DIY all the way. Yeah. And I think honestly, um, having had this, these past six months to kind of, you know, hold space for yourself. And, well, my, let me talk about me, hold space for myself and really only put energy into things that I'm 100% excited to put energy into has been really refreshing. And it's really helped me um, reprioritize uh, the things that I thought I might have wanted to do before and realize like, oh, maybe, the, you know, maybe I want to take things into a different direction. So I think that's been um, really helpful. And also just to like be more introspective, like I've started meditating a lot more, started being more on top of my diet and, you know, the exercise that I've been uh, doing. I have realized that I take dramatically <laughs> fewer steps than I did when I was living in the city. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting adjustment period. Yeah, it has been a very good time to reflect on things because you, you, you have more time for yourself and you can't do some things that you normally used to do. Yeah. Nana, how has it been for you having everyone home? Oh, I'm so happy to see everyone that I can talk to, tell them what I want, tell them what I don't want. She said, 
Nana's been uh, gardening a little bit. She loves listening to her music. She's been very busy with her latch hook rug, which I'm excited to put out mm-hmm. around the holidays. When so Nana has finish. been busy. Art, puzzles, gardening, now, do you, swimming. Oh my God, yeah, swimming. Do you, do you miss going to the senior center a lot? And are the calls that you have with the, the folks from the senior center, are they helpful? They are, and I do miss going to the center. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss everyone there. Yeah, and the calls that we talk very. It's good. nice to have those Friday conference oh, yeah. calls at ten. Oh, so nice. Yeah, that's calls. great that they have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had like a nurse come in and speak to everyone too, which I yes, thought was phenomenal. that was very good. They mm-hmm. have guest speakers every someone different. Yeah, every week. Every uh, week. It does make me sad to think about how many people are living by themselves <clears throat> during this time, though. That must be really yeah. difficult. It definitely makes me more grateful for all of you. Aww. Okay, so now that we heard from pretty much how everyone transitioned during quarantine, now let's hear what we did as a family to adjust and thrive during this pandemic. Hear about how we divided the work, planned fun activities, and how we taught my parents beer pong. What have we done differently as a family in quarantine versus out of quarantine? Like, I know the answer, but we've done a lot. Some, some, some people paid more attention to the chores list and sign than others. Hey, I most, like 90%, 90, 90% of the time I did my chores. Well, Ryan, why don't you provide context about what sign you're talking about? Yeah, uh, so we had this Pruitt tracker thing. I forgot whose idea was it, but Austin. we put it up at the beginning. Oh, it was Austin's idea. We put it up at the beginning of quarantine, and originally the goal was to track our good habits, like meditation, um, yoga, working out, reading, but now you it's know, transformed into a Because we were all, basically we came into quarantine, everyone wanted to get their life together, so we decided to make it into a game. In yeah. <laughs> a know? true Pruitt fashion. In true Pruitt fashion. You know, no more arguments about who's going to do the dishes. Just look at the list. <laughs> Whose turn is it to make dinner, you know? No. It's all gone. All fun and games. <laughs> And it was pretty effective for for a while. So, are you sure it was pretty effective yeah. when my name was always the one who cooked and cooked. All right, your name was not always on there. It was just about. I think you all did something. I think everyone's once a name week. was on the board. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Except mine. Mm-hmm. Pretty fair. I'm taking um, advantage of my being 93 years. Ooh, old. yes, she I is. I'm taking advantage of it. <laughs> How are you taking advantage, Nana? By not doing too many things. <laughs> she has me planting plants for her. <laughs> doing this work. It's okay, though. Puzzle. Yeah. I'll do it for you. Just for you. Um, but, you know, the 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 tracking, the proof tracker is not the only thing that we did that was different during quarantine. Like, for a long period of time, like, Danielle and I would do yoga in the morning, like, Mom and Danielle would work out a lot. Like, we've never done anything like that together before quarantine. I wonder if people can talk more about other habits that they've changed while in quarantine. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with our schedule, right? Like, we, when I was living at home, I was, Daddy and I were commuting to the city, and so was Austin. So there was, like, no time to kind of take that time in the morning for yourself to do exercise. But I feel like now, having had this luxury, I can't even talk about it, having had this luxurious time, in the morning before work to do other things, it's gonna be really difficult to adjust when it's time to go back in the office eventually. You just have to wake up a little earlier. Yeah. 
A little. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> so much earlier. There are certain things I miss from commuting, though. I miss walking down. I used to walk. Oh, I miss from, the city so much. Yeah, but I used to walk from Port Authority down to 17th Street. You know, that was a nice place for me to get some exercise, clear my mind. Um, sometimes even riding on the bus, you catch up on reading and things like that. Now I don't have those same uh, forced opportunities. Yeah, and <laughs> moving uh, moving more into you know how we support each other during quarantine and like how we have like structured our household and habit to thrive or at least try to thrive what you know like what does it really look like you know besides like the pro tracker and besides like the habits that we changed like on a personal level how do you think we have how do you think our relationship has changed with one another personally i'm extremely grateful that we can all retreat to our separate corners of the house and i don't have to see all of you guys all the time (laughs) yeah fortunately the place is big enough that during the day you don't have to cross paths with anybody everybody has their own workspace and living space Uh, but on the other hand we have had some good family game nights Um, a couple good board games attempted card games even some, uh, now that our kids are all adults, even some stupid college-type drinking games. So it's kind of different. <laughs> Who knew that beer pong would be such a, one of our favorite? I, I could see all the money what, went to what tuition. Was Can you say that a little bit louder, Mom? Beer pong? What, what about beer pong? It's our, like, our favorite family game. Is it? Uh, uh, mom's oh mom's a beer pong champion. <laughs> we ran all high. <laughs> I don't know that I'd go that far, but at least I can see what other people do. That's funny. funny. Yeah, and I think one event for me that I'll always definitely remember is the COVID Olympics that Austin threw. Um, so Austin, Austin, I don't know if you want to talk more about that, but that was an that was definitely by far, hands down, the best event that we had yeah. as a family. Um, I think for me as a person, I just like to event plan and create experiences that people enjoy. Um, and quarantine, it's just, you know, it's just these people around. So I've forced them to do quarantine Olympics once, uh, like beer Olympics. Um, we did a spa night. Uh, and, you know, just a few different, we even did a side hustle night. I, <laughs> uh, we, like, talked through how to do, like, convey your message through slides. Um, and it was really cute. And then Ryan uses the principles to create his posts yep. <laughs> for BLU. You do? Um, yeah. another, another fun family thing that we did was some stupid TikTok videos. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> we learned a ton just now about what we've been doing living in quarantine. You all heard a lot from my family, but take some time to think about your own. What has your life in quarantine been like? How has it changed? If anything, I pray that you are not postponing your dream just because of COVID. Just like Ms. Aronson said in the last episode. I just want to keep encouraging my kids that especially during COVID, um, as people are feeling like they have to put their lives on hold, you might not have to put your life on hold. You may just have to pivot and try doing something that you never thought you could possibly succeed in and maybe you'll suck at it but it's going to have some other iteration later on in your life and you'll be good at it so use this covid period to try doing things that you haven't had the courage to when you were still doing same old same old 
Don't get discouraged because of COVID. Use this time to pivot and really figure out what you want to do in life. Before we get to the last portion of this first section, let's hear about what life is like catching up with our extended family during quarantine. Not only did we make a family groomie, but we also had a ton of family Zoom calls. Check this out. I think it's funny. Picture this. 50 Pruitts on a Zoom. Half of them over 70. I don't know how to make a video here. Grandpa sharing the screen. What happens? Two hours later, still chatting. Grandpa shares screen. (laughs) See, I don't want to talk about that. Zoomed in on everyone's face. That's so funny to me. Uh, I really wish we were videotaping all of them to just make a highlights. Honestly, that would be hilarious. Now, for the last section of this first part, let's hear what advice my family has for all other families in quarantine listening right now. Here, here, I'll make a statement relative to that, Ryan. I think that one of the things that's important in these times is to continue to make and maintain connections with other people. It's If you're living alone, it's real hard. If you're living with other people, you have that cohort you live with. But I think it's important that you make time to do Zoom calls with some of your friends or phone calls with some of your friends. Try and interact with other people and check in on people because it's too easy to be isolated and fall into a a rut. And and, and even little things like there's I know some of the people I work with are single. So I make it a point to check in and see how they're doing, you know, little messages because it's nice to have these side conversations to keep you from, keep you human. Yeah. yeah Honestly, think... dad is the one that's thriving the most out of all of us. <laughs> Gets a house, completely rips up the floor. Because <laughs> it... <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we're that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's an interesting point you brought up though. Um, because about, uh, you know, every, how we're all human, like. I think we miss out on those micro moments, not being present at work, obviously, and obviously we just like are interacting with family, so it's a little different. So I think um, I don't know where I was going. Walk, with that. Walking down the hall, having hallway conversations yeah. is a lot harder. Smaller. So you have to intentionally like everything, go. Yes, out. Yeah. everything to has to be so intentional. And honestly, that's a that's an interesting transition to I feel like how I at least was living before because it was kind of like oh this person asked me to hang out okay whether or not I hundred percent wanted to do that or not I don't know but now it's like if I'm dedicating time to doing something mm-hmm. it's like I have to definitely move a lot more um, intentionally so if it's not if it's not an enthusiastic yes then it's a no you know well it's not like you're going out anywhere I mean I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> 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 Before we get into the second part of this episode, listen to a message from our sponsors. The Verizon Files commercial that me and my family starred in about 10 years ago. Shout out those residuals! Even before my dad told me that we switched over to Files, I automatically saw a change in how fast the internet was. I decided to switch to Files as soon as it came to my neighborhood. Now, at a blink of an eye, click something, bam, it's there. With Files, the picture blows your mind. My mind went... 
berserk. Call now and get Fios TV, internet, and phone for just $99.99 a month. Plus the Fios TV movie package, free for 12 months. I have so many channels, there's always something for me to watch. Now we have like a thousand or a million, I don't know. And if you don't love Fios, you can cancel with no early termination fee. There's no term contract required. The DVR is really easy to work. Even my mom can use it, it's so easy. We can set up to record shows and watch it on any TV in the house. Get Fios for just $99.99 a month with no term contract. Plus the Fios TV movie package, free for 12 months. My friends definitely have some Fios envy. I mean, I'm living the life right now. Hurry, this offer ends soon. Call 1-888-818-FIOS. That's 1-888-818-3467. Yeah, we have Fios! <laughs> okay, I am sure that some of you have heard that before, but that was the Verizon Fios commercial that my family and I started in 10 years ago. And don't worry, Verizon... You don't have to sponsor me now, but I know you will eventually. Okay, now let's get into the second part of this interview and learn more about me and my family. Here's a clip of a little bit about my parents' philosophy on how they raised me and my siblings. Yeah, I, I think one, one of the things that Tracy and I did was try and provide opportunities for, for you all to learn and experience different things between travel uh, science programs at the Gifted Child Society, camps, Boy Scouts, you know, being able to do a lot of different things so you can find what you like and what you don't like. We are eternally grateful. Truly. It must be nice to not have to, you know, be parents of young children during this time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it would be a whole different story if I had to worry about watching a five-year-old or have a 10-year-old try and study in a Zoom class. Yikes. In our time, um, really, I, I guess in this generation, it's you have options, yes, but I think when you were younger, I don't think you had too many options in terms of you will go to your gift, you will go to your science class <laughs> and then you go mean swimming like you after. Force us to do these <laughs> you will play football and like it. No, just kidding. <laughs> but she's not, though. <laughs> I like what well, I can play piano and kick a ball. What? The you would go to piano lessons. And I yeah. can swim. Um, okay. Yeah, my my favorite time for a month was in the car ride, going from karate to swim lessons, eating some Popeyes. There you go. That was the only way that we got like meeting us. <laughs> and after swim lessons on the weekends, we got to go to Burger King. Thinking back to it. I have no idea how 12-year-old Ryan went from school to piano lessons to football practice to Kumon to swimming to more schoolwork. As you heard, both my parents wanted to make sure that we grew up with having a wide array of experiences. They wanted us to be exposed to as many different things as possible. Now, hear about my transition from summer to school and hear about my perceived ranking in the quarantine Fruit family household. I'm top four, y'all. Yeah, everything considered, COVID Olympics, dish chart, dish chart everything considered, I'm top, I'm four out of six right now. Before I was six out of six, but now I moved up before I was six. Of the family ranking? <laughs> Who do you think is above you? Who do you think is below you? Oh, yeah, that's a real question. <laughs> Who's below you? What's up? Get out of me. Get out of me. Get out of me. I think Ryan is. Who's above you? <laughs> Um, Ryan, how have you adjusted to being back at school now that you've left our pod that you've been a part of for six I'm months? I'm just really well, and honestly, living at home is probably the best thing ever made in my entire life. I'm very happy that I did it. I'm more productive than ever. 
I think I'm getting more mature than ever. He's slowly learning how to cook. I'm learning how to control my habits. I'm learning how to lose weight. Um, I love it. That you gained on the first week back? I did. I gained 10 pounds. Two brownie pans. Ryan, did you really eat two pans of brownies? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Ryan, savage. Out there, he was silent and smiling. And also, <laughs> I think it's did. important to call out that, Ryan, while you were home on your cheat day, you were well known to make full milkshakes with full sleeves of Oreos. Oh, yeah, a whole and, sleeve of Oreos. And, and a half and half ice and ice cream well, and well, milk. Like, and, and I don't know what you're doing. And literally <laughs> making himself sick. Couch Literally. <laughs> He wasn't satisfied until his stomach hurt. And let me just apologize because I really think this is my responsibility and how I raised you guys. You know, the normal family when watching a movie probably has like a bowl of popcorn or something. And and me being as piggish as I was many years ago and, and trying to break the habit now, we would constantly, we would always have brownies and ice cream when we watch a movie. No, but I think that's fine and appreciated because <laughs> ice cream has always just held a special place. It has. I love ice cream, Even by the way. growing up, didn't ice Grandpa oh, gosh. Growing up, didn't Grandpa buy a bunch of ice cream? Five gallon drums. Yeah, yeah, I was used to I've always had... That's like what you find at the shop. ice cream store. I had two five gallon drums in my oh refrigerator my growing up. Yeah, we had. Oh. We always had the extra, extra large refrigerator. refrigerator. So, for those of you who know me personally, you may know that I've been attempting to stick to a diet called the slow carb diet. Those ridiculous desserts that I would eat that you just heard about were directly because on this diet, you only get one cheat day every week. So every Saturday, I would literally eat myself full. Now, here's some classic Ryan stories that are ingrained in my family's memory of me. And as some of you might remember from episode 5 of BLU with my sister. You know how it's really gross when someone puts their feet or shoes on your pillow? Well, the way I used to torment Danielle was a lot worse. <laughs> Check this out. You know, coming up with ideas banter. for scripts, you know. Um, uh, funny story, but when I was younger, I used to, like, all right. Well, <laughs> I don't how know is this relevant to what I'm answering? Uh, that, you have to have understanding on us relationship. When I was younger, when I was, like, Ryan, eight, this is, probably, this, you need to edit this and I don't know around. if I should say this, but I'm going to say it now. I used to run in butt naked, and I would put my butt on a pillow and just shake my butt on a pillow. And he and knew how oh, angry yeah. it would make me every night. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was so nice to I you. So I used to do, like, flashlight shows, and I would always, no, like, she defend would do my you in makeup. the house. She would, like, paint my, like, paint my face. Childhood Ryan was a bit evil. <laughs> so listen up to some classic Ryan stories. One, one of my favorite Ryan stories is when Nana was about, I guess, 78, 80. And say, I don't know how old you were. You must have been about 10. And you, and you, you were, you, you were um, discovering yourself and your muscles and so forth. And you wanted to challenge Nana in an arm wrestle. <laughs> and for some whatever reason, you just knew you were going to win. And when you actually started playing with her, 
and she won, you were so upset. She destroyed you. Right. You know what the best part about the story is? And you were upset. You know what the best part about the story is? I literally have this video very accessible. I should label it um, in my computer for easy access. It's very funny. I mean, he was he was so shocked that Nana won. Yeah. She won fair and square. But, yeah. but but Ryan was determined to come back. And the next month or so, he came back. He had done some arm lifts and got a little stronger. And he was ready for the challenge again. Perfect example of how and competitive Ryan is. I don't think Ryan has ever beaten Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Another Ryan story is we would, we would have these skill and drill packets. And we would have them do homework. Skill and drill? You know, like these math packets on, that you see. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to sit there. <laughs> Mom was clearly brand, in charge of that. And brand names. Right? <laughs> she didn't want to name that. Yeah. Skill and drill. But, yeah, it was, it was Kumon packets and all the kids were going to it. And Ryan thought he was smart. He would do two things. The first thing is he would do the front page and the back page and say, yeah, see, I'm done. Honestly, genius. And, and the other thing he would do is have packets disappear. Yeah, we would we would we clean would the find house. the packets for years. Yes, every weekend, every weekend we would find like a page or so under the couch. I'm also kind of like, why don't you just throw it in the garbage? You hid it in places where we'd find it eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, but uh, so and the real story that that makes it really funny is that you know Ryan's a third child, and you know so I remember so what happened taking him to Kumon, um, Yvonne. She was one of the instructors, and she was my favorite. Hi, Yvonne. Um, and she, you know, I'd, I'd come in there and walk in there and drop the kids off, all three of them. And she would call me into her office or she called me into her office and said, uh, so Miss Pruitt, uh, are you checking Ryan's homework? <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, and I said to her, yeah, of course I'm checking Ryan's homework. <laughs> oh, she said, oh, you are, huh? Yeah. And she just so pulled out the packet and she said, oh, this is his name. I see he wrote his name up top and he did the formulas. And then she turned it on the other side and we saw that you did the work you know, on the back side. And then she opened the booklet. And when she opened the booklet, there was nothing done. So she looked at me and go, oh, so I see how you check. (laughs) So funny. So then that's when I realized, oh, I need to brush my game up a little bit for this third one. (laughs) Okay, so now that you learned a ton about my family, learned what we've been up to during quarantine, and learned a ton about my childhood, let's learn what advice my family has for individuals listening right now. Listen up. I, I think that it is important to enjoy the journey. I went through a lot of times in my life where I was focused on, oh, I'll be happy when I get this, or I can't wait until that happens. And you're looking at this destination that's an imaginary future, but I think that if you enjoy the journey that you're on and really relish in the experiences that you gain along the, the path to your target, that's what's important, as opposed to just living for that destination. Especially since we don't know when the world's opening back up. So, you know, just lean into what's happening now. Um, I think for me, like, this year has really demonstrated that, you know, uh, change is is inevitable, but I don't think anything's impossible. It's just different, and, you know, we have to just lean into the discomfort as hard as it is and try and make the best of it. These are moments for growth and change. So you take it, you absorb it, change I mean, it. yeah, I think uh, 
what's really important is just learning more about yourself, you know, mm-hmm. discover new things, mm-hmm. go out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to take care of yourself before you can help others. Put your mask on first. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to the season finale of Be All You. And an even bigger thank you to my family. I love you all. Get ready for season two. On its way, but don't wait up. As you already know, creating is hard. And you probably won't see consistent content for a while. So don't expect consistent content from me in probably about another two months. But I still have some bonus content that I want to share related to season one. So be on the lookout for that in the next coming weeks. In the meantime, catch up on any of the episodes that you haven't listened to yet. And of course, this is just the start. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, BeAllYou.org. That's B-E-A-L-L-Y-O-U.org. At BLU.org, you can check out the bios, blog posts, and other insights learned from each guest. And who knows? You might just be the next person who's featured on the show. Be who you are and do what you love. Stay tuned. This is just a start. to go under. You ready? Timeline is two months. Let's do this. Just queuing up the playlist for BLU Season 2 right now. Setting the ship to autopilot for the next two months. Okay, I'm ready. See everyone in two months. Deep sleep activated. Entering Hyperdrive now. This is just the start.